Howdy. What's going on? Thanks so much for listening to the podcast. It is heard live every day, by the way, from noon until 3 on WBT Radio in Charlotte. And if you want exclusive content, invitations to events, the weekly live stream, my daily show prep with links, become a patron. Go to the PeteCallanerShow.com. This podcast is also supported by North Carolina businesses, so please consider supporting them. Try not to skip through their short ad. Make sure you hit the subscribe button to get every episode for free right to your smartphone or tablet. And thanks so much for your support. I have a very simple question. How big is the room that Joe Biden is in? Because apparently the walls are not even closing in on him. I mean, the walls have been closing in on Donald Trump for years, like seven years now. We keep hearing the walls are closing in. The walls are closing in. And that led me to believe, given the length of time that it takes for the walls to, I guess, completely close in and smush him, um, which I assume that's what happens. It's like a it's like the trash compactor scene from Star Wars, maybe that the walls keep closing in until it smushes him. And I just assumed then that the room was very, very, very large or that the walls are moving very slowly. But the walls are apparently not even moving at all for Joe Biden, which is amazing because Every single day, it seems like there's another story corroborating the evidence that President Biden has for years engaged in an influence peddling or bribery scheme. Well, multiple schemes. This is what they sell. They sell access. It was uh, sort of like the, the Biden Global Initiative redux, if you will. But I've seen no stories about the walls closing in on Joe Biden. I mean, yes, there are stories about Hunter Biden, but he's, you know, he's pleaded guilty. He's taken his responsibility. He's being held accountable for the myriad laws that he obviously broke by pleading guilty to two minor misdemeanors and uh, some pretrial intervention on the gun charge. And so he'll serve no time whatsoever. So obviously he's taking responsibility by not really being punished, duh. But we don't see anything regarding Joe Biden, and that's where all of this is pointing. And now today, more new drip, drip, drips in the ongoing dripping of evidence about Joe Biden and his influence peddling uh, campaign. Here's the next. This is from Margot Cleveland at TheFederalist.com. When the Pittsburgh FBI office briefed the Delaware U.S. Attorney's Office on evidence implicating Hunter and Joe Biden in a bribery scheme, the agents, the FBI agents from Pittsburgh, also told the Delaware U.S. Attorney's Office team that they had already, you may want to sit down for this, that the agents from the FBI had already corroborated several aspects of the confidential human sources claims on the FD-1023. So what have we been hearing for the last few, well, I guess two weeks or so, right? Since the FD-1023 first was revealed um, to exist, and then, uh, what, the other night you had Chuck Grassley, uh, Thursday night it was that Senator Chuck Grassley, Republican out of Iowa, released the FD-1023 summary, which is a summary of the confidential human sources report. And in that form, that FD-1023, 
the, the human source, as opposed to the non-human source, uh, says that the Ukrainian oil and gas company Burisma paid Hunter and Joe five million bucks each in bribes so the then vice president would, quote, protect Burisma, quote, from all kinds of problems. I went over this in detail yesterday. I'm not going to go back through all of the details out of that FD-1023 and the corroborating evidence uh, that has come from, uh, I'm assuming it's probably coming from these FBI whistleblowers, maybe inside the Pittsburgh field office. Those bribes were in addition to more than $4 million in total paid to Hunter Biden and his business partner, Devin Archer, for sitting on the board of directors for Burisma. And recall the the Burisma CEO, Zlochevsky, right, had a sit-down meeting with Hunter Biden and Devin Archer in Dubai in 2015, right after a board of directors meeting that was held in Dubai because Zlochevsky was in exile because he was being investigated by the Ukrainian special prosecutor or Ukraine, yeah, yeah, special prosecutor, I think is the title. And so that prosecutor, Shokin, was getting ready and did eventually seize a bunch of property and, and assets of the Burisma CEO, Zlochevsky, a couple months later. But in December, right after the board of directors meeting, Hunter and Devin, they go out for some drinks uh, at uh, the Four Seasons, and they go hang out at the Four Seasons. They're knocking back some cold ones. And they get a call from one of the guys at Burisma, like, hey, we need to meet. Like, yeah, come on down. We're at the Four Seasons. So the Burisma guys show up, and that's when Hunter whips out the phone, starts recording himself naked. No, I'm kidding. He didn't do that. Just they were doing coke off the table. No, I'm kidding. He, they, they weren't doing that. But he, he pulls out the phone, and he calls up Dad at the behest of the Burisma guys. And that was, according to Devin Archer, one of several incidents where – Hunter brought Joe into business meetings, either in person or over the telephone. And so now we find out that despite what the defenders of Joe Biden have been saying for the last few weeks, ever since the emergence of this FD-1023, they've been saying, oh, it's uncorroborated. You don't have any idea it's true. There's no information that supports the allegations in there. Bring us the evidence, right? Even though the FD-1023 is, in fact, a piece of evidence. And what the IRS investigators wanted to do, not that they had access to the FD-1023 because they were actually uh, kept in the dark about the existence of this report from a confidential human source that was of high value to the FBI He had a long-term relationship with the FBI. The FBI had paid him hundreds of thousands of dollars over the years for information, and I don't think they keep doing that unless it's solid information, unless, of course, it's coming from a guy named Christopher Steele, I think. That's the... Christopher Steele. Okay. So they were not told. But the IRS guys talked about how... the, The whistleblowers, they talked about how when they tried to pursue the evidence where it was leading to try to nail down stuff or exclude people or to get at the truth. They were stymied by people inside of the U.S. Attorney's Office. They weren't allowed to ask Hunter Biden's kids, the adult kids they weren't who had gotten some of the money that they were tracking. They weren't allowed to interview them. Uh, they weren't allowed to search the, uh, uh, the, the shed. They weren't allowed to search the guest house. 
uh, when they wanted to go and do all of their interviews on one day to just kind of swoop in and do a whole bunch of interviews. Uh, they were blocked or, or not blocked, but they were uh, the Hunter Biden uh, folks were tipped off. And the Biden transition team was tipped off that they want that the IRS wanted to do this. All of this fits the pattern. And so now you've got these Pittsburgh FBI uh, agents who say that following the late June 2020 interview with the confidential human source, the Pittsburgh FBI office obtained travel records for this source. And the travel records confirmed that the source had in fact traveled to the locations detailed in the FD-1023. So now we got locational data, which remember the IRS whistleblowers said they were not allowed to get when they got the evidence of the WhatsApp text message that Hunter Biden had sent to the Chinese energy CEOs or, or officials when they, uh, they said, hey, he said, hey, I'm sitting next to dad. Give us our money. I mean, he didn't say it like that, but he said, you know, you will not cross us as long as I live. I hold grudges, you know. You will regret the day you ignored me. You need to call me back tonight. Dad's sitting right here. And so the IRS saw that and they were like, well, let's get some locational data. And the U.S. Attorney's Office said, yeah, no. Wouldn't let him get it. U.S. Attorney's Office wouldn't tell the IRS investigators about the FD-1023. Didn't even know it existed. They did not even know it existed. But the FBI did. And in fact, now we know that the FBI had confirmed some of the details. Back to thefederalist.com. Open source reporting of Burisma's purchase of an interest in a North American oil and gas company also lined up with the discussions that the human source relayed to the FBI as summarized in the FD-1023. That was another component of the story that the human, confidential human source told the FBI about that meeting, that Burisma wanted to uh, get an interest in a North American oil and gas company and uh, or uh, uh, the confidential source said, well, why don't you just, you know, buy like a small one or why don't you even just don't even bother with any of this? Why don't you just focus on getting the uh, the investigation in Ukraine, you know, getting that tamped down, fighting that and then go forward with the uh, w- with the. Uh, the North American play. And the Burisma guy told the human source, oh, it's okay. That's what we got the Bidens for. They'll take care of it for us. Drip, drip, drip. All right, now you've heard me talk about them. Old Grouch's military surplus. They're expanding with more ways to get your hands on authentic U.S. military surplus items. Go to oldgrouch.com. Check out the links for the online auctions for rare finds and the vintage shop. Unique, really cool items from modern tactical gear to historical collectibles. Tim at Old Grouch's is always finding new stuff. When I started the podcast at the beginning of the pandemic, my first advertiser was Old Grouch's. If you enjoy the show and derive any value from it, I'm hoping that you will consider supporting one of the businesses that make it possible. Lots of gift ideas for that person who loves the military style for fashion or decor. There really is something for everyone at Old Grouch's Military Surplus in beautiful downtown Clyde and online at oldgrouch.com. If you ever want a good uh, juxtaposition of the way media covers scandal, 
the Trump Biden juxtaposition is your is your case study. Every single detail, every single uh, speculative theory, every single leak, even when they turn out to be wrong, it doesn't stop the media outlets from continuing to pursue them. Right. Every single story on Trump versus the stories on Biden when they are done. And I keep waiting for the point where the floodgates open and it can it, it and it finally breaks through and all of a sudden the media outlets can no longer ignore it. And I think that's what Kevin McCarthy is trying to do, the um, House Speaker. Because he is predicting, quote, Republicans will gather enough evidence soon to mount an impeachment inquiry against President Biden as the corruption scandal enveloping him and his son Hunter continues to grow. McCarthy made reference to a relatively new revelation, drip, 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 from the House Oversight Committee that while Joe was vice president, Hunter Biden, quote, capitalized on a financial relationship with a Romanian national who was later convicted on corruption charges. According to prepared remarks from uh, House Oversight Committee Chairman James Comer, in June, the Bidens, uh, in, uh, the remarks were made in June, the Bidens received more than a million dollars in 17 increments, and they went to Biden shell companies. This was while Biden was vice president. Now, the response from leftist pundits who are you know, carrying water and running interference for the Bidens, their explanation for this is, why are you going to indict him for stuff that Hunter did while Joe was veep? So like they got like a double a double prong or a two prong attack there, I should say. Right. You've got the oh, it happened when he was vice president. So it's irrelevant, <laughs> which, <laughs> OK, uh, you know, he's president now, too. So I'm kind of thinking if he's compromised as Veep, he might still be compromised as POTUS. And then the other prong is it's Hunter Biden. Go ahead and impeach Hunter Biden. It's not like he's president. Har, har, har. Of course, the whole point of the influence peddling scheme is that the principal, the big guy, Joe Biden, right? The big guy never gets his hands dirty. He's there to either do stuff or not do stuff, depending on what is most beneficial to the client. And then you have a bag man, you have a go between, and that's Hunter Biden. He's the middleman. The Federalist.com reports how the um, the FBI field agents out of Pittsburgh briefed the Delaware U.S. Attorney's Office on the FD-1023, which is the confidential human source reporting that the Ukrainian oil and gas company Burisma paid Hunter and Joe $5 million in bribes so that Joe would protect Burisma. That's what the confidential human source said. It was explicit at the meeting in, um, in uh, no, that was Devin Archer of the Four Seasons. This The confidential human source met with the Burisma guy, uh, is this Cafe Milano, I believe? Anyway, not only, and, and the FBI confirmed that this source had been in the place, had been at the location Travel records supported and corroborated that he was there with the Burisma guys. They corroborated key aspects that were never then conveyed to the IRS that was doing the investigation into Hunter Biden's uh, uh, 
you know, fiscal malfeasance, his business dealings, his writing off of all of these non-business expenses as if they were business expenses. But not only did the Delaware office apparently ignore the allegations contained in the FD-1023, as well as the corroborating evidence already allegedly accumulated by the Pittsburgh FBI office, but U.S. Attorney David Weiss's office allegedly secreted the very existence of the FD-1023 from the whistleblowers. So over at thefederalist.com, Margot Cleveland reporting that Delaware Assistant U.S. Attorney Leslie Wolf excluded the IRS agents who are working on the Hunter Biden investigation from the meeting at which the Pittsburgh FBI agents briefed her office on the existence of the FD-1023 and the corroborating evidence they had already uncovered. The IRS whistleblowers were asked about this. Were you aware of the FD-1023? No, they were not. Would that have helped in your investigation? Yes, it could have corroborated some of the things that we were uh, that we were looking into. It would have given us stuff to track down and connect dots. But the U.S. Attorney, Assistant U.S. Attorney Leslie Wolf, excluded those IRS investigators from that briefing regarding the FD-1023. Those whistleblowers from the IRS testified that portions of Hunter Biden's laptop were also withheld from them, and they were explicitly prohibited from taking any investigative steps connected to Joe Biden or questioning anyone by using Joe Biden's name, using the word dad, or the big guy. Leslie Wolf told the IRS folks, when you go and do your interviews, first off, you can't interview these people because the optics look bad, is the juice worth the squeeze, blah, 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 blah. Which, by the way, that's why you do the interviews, is so you can, you know, in the... You know, when you're doing murder investigations, you got the circle and you get everybody in the circle and then you want to try to make sure you get them out of the circle. Remember the Alec Murdoch trial? The investigators were like, you're in the circle because you found the body or related so or bodies. And so uh, we want to get you out of the circle. So if you answer these questions, we can get you out of the circle. And they were not allowed to pursue these questions to connect dots or to rule out people, Right. If you're looking at the, uh, you're looking at Hunter Biden's uh, business accounts and his uh, his bank accounts, and you're like, okay, where's this money going? And you got some, you know, thing here where he's like, like on the memo line, he's got something written here for you know hookers, and then so you go and you're like, oh, is that like the name of a professional service used for business purposes or something? And you find out, oh, it's actually the name of a restaurant or something, and oh, it was a business meeting, and you can rule that out. Then you say, okay, he wasn't actually purchasing you know, sex, and he wasn't aiding in a human trafficking ring. Uh, He wasn't buying prostitutes or anything. No, no, no. He just went to a place called Hookers. Oh, okay. See, oh, it's a joke. It's a funny thing, whatever. It's like that place that treats you like crap down at the beach or whatever. People spend money to be insulted. Kind of like that. But no, they actually were prostitutes. So that's not something you can deduct. I guess unless you're a pimp. Maybe. Although I don't think that's legal, so that's probably not for a legal purpose. But anyway, uh, consult your tax professional. They were not allowed to pursue those types of interviews. They were not allowed to ask who's the big guy because they obviously had seen the information that referred to, you know, holding 10. uh, H will hold 10 for the big guy. H is Hunter. 10 is the 10%. And the big guy is Joe. So everyone's getting paid and... 
Hunter's going to take Joe's portion, and then he'll funnel that through a couple of shell companies, and he'll pay off Dad. Maybe, you know, dress it up as some sort of rent payment or whatever. Under these circumstances, even if the Delaware U.S. Attorney's Office comes forward right now to say that it did investigate the FD-1023, even if they came forward, Leslie Wolf and David Weiss, they came out and are like, oh, we looked into it. We, it was all bunk. Its belated claim would be meaningless because the individuals with the knowledge and the skill necessary to investigate a complex international money laundering, bribery, and tax fraud scheme were cut out of the process and barred from interviewing the necessary witnesses. Margot Cleveland is exactly correct. The two guys, Shapley and Ziegler from the IRS, right? these two guys, one uh, Democrat, one, I believe, a Republican, but I don't know for sure, right? Apolitical, nonpartisan guys, serious investigator guys, both of them were prevented from tracking the money to where it ended up. I'm sure this has nothing to do with anything, but um, a close associate of the Biden family appears to have spent years working in Delaware. You'll never guess for whom. A close associate of the Biden family, this is, the, by the way, the Washington Examiner, piece by Sarah Bedford, a close associate of the Biden family appears to have spent years working in the Delaware U.S. Attorney's Office, including during the months when whistleblowers said the office took up an investigation of Hunter Biden. Alexander Mackler served as press secretary in Joe Biden's Senate office, as legal counsel in his vice presidential office. He managed the late Bo Biden's successful campaign for Delaware Attorney General in 2010. And he served on the Biden-Harris transition team in 2020, helping the Biden administration create the blueprint for its Justice Department. Alexander Mackler also appeared to have a close personal relationship with H. In emails found on Hunter Biden's laptop, Mackler corresponded frequently with Hunter Biden and his business associates and even referred to Hunter Biden fondly as a brother. Mackler was working under U.S. Attorney David Weiss in the office at that time. That, according to his LinkedIn page, which lists him as having worked in the Delaware U.S. Attorney's Office from August of 2016 to May of 2019. And according to testimony in the House Ways and Means Committee, the IRS agent on the case, Joseph Ziegler, uh, said the uh, Delaware office had an investigation into Hunter Biden's financial dealings by January of 2019. So there is a five-month overlap when Mackler was there and the investigation began. At the U.S. Attorney's Office. I'm sure it's just a coincidence. Assistant U.S. Attorney Leslie Wolf featured prominently in the testimony of two IRS agents who spent years uh, working on the Hunter Biden investigation. Right? Um, I went over that. Wolf worked alongside Mackler in the U.S. Attorney's Office before Mackler left. She and Mackler prosecuted a major case together, for example. Don't know what the extent of that relationship is did it factor into any of the decisions that were made with the whistleblowers what to proceed with what not to proceed with 
Mackler now works under Delaware Attorney General Kathy Jennings. In February, Hunter Biden's attorneys implored Jennings to open an investigation into the computer repair shop owner that got the laptop. Jennings' office did not respond to a request for comment about Mackler's relationship to the Bidens. Jennings also, by the way, has extensive ties to the Biden crime family, uh, the Biden family. Sorry. I'm sure it's just a coincidence. All right, more on that in a minute. First, let me tell you, the Heritage Life Skills event was fantastic. Every year, Bill and Jan Sturett organized the event to help people get educated on how to be prepared for anything. The Sturettes own Carolina Readiness Supply, 2,000 square feet of supplies and educational materials you'll need for any kind of emergency. Food, water purifiers, lighting, tools, first aid kits, instructional materials, camping and hiking supplies, because being prepared is just smart. The Heritage Life Skills event brings educated and vendors from all over to help people do just that, I was honored to be able to be a small part of it. And whether you're an experienced prepper, have no clue what you're doing, or maybe you're somewhere in between, Carolina Readiness Supply can help you in Waynesville and always at carolinareadiness.com. Veteran-owned Carolina Readiness Supply. Will you be ready when the lights go out? Here's another story, this one out of the New York Post. First son, Hunter Biden's novice artwork has raked in at least $1.3 million with buyers including a Democratic donor friend whom his dad named to a prestigious commission. Elizabeth Hirsch Naftali Naftali, is a Los Angeles real estate investor and a philanthropist, and she bought one of Hunter Biden's works, according to Business Insider, which cited sales records kept by his art dealer, the George's Berger Gallery of Manhattan. Naftali was appointed by President Biden to the Commission for the Preservation of America's Heritage Abroad in July of 2022, about eight months after Hunter's first art show, which took place in Hollywood. It's unclear when she bought her artwork or how much she paid for it. I'll tell you what, is there anything Hunter Biden can't do? My goodness like a masterpiece artist, international financier, global attorney, board member on an oil and gas company, right? Consultant to the Chinese energy communists. I mean, the guy knows everything. By the way, where are all the services provided to democratic countries? Seriously, like of all the services that the Bidens provided, how come they didn't have any deals with like Britain. What's up with that? Like France. Why not France? Germany, Canada, right? No, we get it's like Ukraine, China, Romania. Why? I'm just asking questions. Also, drip drip drip. A member of the Biden family has been behaving so badly that they might have to put them down. No, it's not Hunter Biden. Give me a come on, people. Come on. Judicial Watch's new release of Secret Service emails about attacks by the first dog commander is in focus. The Washington Examiner's Jack Burrell reported, quote, President Joe Biden's dog commander has reportedly been causing just as much trouble as his previous dog, Major, 
in the White House. So apparently the promotions, the ranks don't matter. The dog reportedly had 10 attacks from September 22 through January of 23, according to documents obtained by Judicial Watch via the Freedom of Information Act. As with many of its investigations, Judicial Watch is providing reporters with a huge cache of emails, over 194 pages that it received via a Freedom of Information Act request. In this case, the emails provide a gripping insider's view of the danger agents face simply walking the apparently untrained German Shepherd and the first family's failure to take charge of the situation. I'll tell you what, German Shepherds ain't no joke, man. I mean, given their lineage, their heritage, right? Like, they're trying to take over the world, I'm sure. They're just probably bred to do that, right? If Norm MacDonald, right, was was correct, it just makes sense. Quote, if it wasn't their dog, he would already have been put down. Freaking clown needs a muzzle, one Secret Service agent's email obtained by Judicial Watch said. The emails detailed the violence of the first pet and the president's lack of awareness. Oh, I'm sorry. Lack of awareness about the bad habits. Sorry, there was more to that sentence. I just thought it did sound like the end of the thought with the lack of awareness. Uh, uh, Biden let his dog off the leash and did immediately bit a Secret Service officer. In another example, it described how First Lady Jill Biden could not control the dog. Yeah, there's like multiple. Oh, my goodness. It's holy cow. Holy cow. There's so many of them. Bullet point after bullet point after bullet point. I mean, it, it is difficult, though. I mean, only work in what? As Anthony Abedia says, I wouldn't have time to train a dog either if I worked two and a half days a week. 